What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Witches of Gallery Place podcast. Brendan and Damo back on the show, and it is Thursday, June 15th. We are officially one week away from the NBA draft, which is just exciting. But outside of that, we do have some more interesting news and rumors to go over. Uh, Bradley Beal did not necessarily request a trade, but he is working with New Wizards management on potentially finding him a new home. It seems like this is the direction that we've kind of heard and it had been rumored that the Wizards were going to go in since the beginning when they decided to hire Michael Wingers, that they were going to go in more of a rebuilding direction. Um, There's just too many tea leaves here to ignore that. I mean, you have... all the the stuff in the news, and then you hire Will Dawkins, who is a um, front office executive from a team that is still currently rebuilding and stacking up on draft capital. Um, You now have the stuff coming out with Bradley Beal. Porzingis is maybe going to opt into his deal, and we'll discuss why that's relevant to this discussion. But, man, it, it just seems like this is finally the direction that the the Wizards are going to go into, and it, it looks like Bradley Beal uh, has a few suitors and that he's finally willing to maybe pursue exterior opportunities. Yeah, it's looking like, uh, you know, the time has finally come. Like, it's been, what, a, a four-year uh, uh, rumor fest, and this, like, here feels like the very first time where it's, like, it's for real. Um, you know, and, it, and it's about damn time, right? Like, I feel like these last four or five years really have, he's pretty much wasted his prime here, uh, with a, with a below par front office, um, and from a talent evaluation standpoint, roster building and fit standpoint, like modern basketball standpoint, like you just wasted it here. And I get, you know, he likes the area and raising his kids and uprooting your family and all that. But I mean, this probably should have been done. What? 20 2021 like right when russ was was leaving and trying to get him to leave it should have happened then uh or definitely right when uh when uh wall was was traded so but here we are yeah um and we'll get into the the team specifically and some of the specific reports that we've seen and we can go back to the first um kind of piece that got put out here and it was essentially that the Bradley Beal and Wizards management are entertaining offers if they decide they want to go in the direction of a rebuild. So I don't know if they're just trying to keep his value built up by saying that because like well, we don't have to trade him. Um or if there maybe is an option where the Wizards do opt to keep Bradley Beal and maybe they try to, you know, quote unquote, run it back. Or if there's another opportunity for them to try and win with Beal in D.C. So I don't know what the politics is behind that kind of. I mean, it definitely feels like it came from somewhere, that type of wording. So I'm hoping that came from someone from the Wizards. But it does make me wonder if there's an opportunity here for maybe Beal to stay or if they're pretty much bought on. Yeah, now we're, we're going to get him out of here and he'll play somewhere else. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I, I would say it just seems like, you know, I mean, when the staff came in, they were saying everything they needed to say, you never show your hand. Right. But it just seemed like just from their, their pedigree at other stops, specifically winger when he was with the Clippers, like when he got there and, and they traded Blake Griffin, like they didn't bottom out. They got pieces back and they still were actually competing. So I, I just think, uh, you know, and then Dawkins, you know, he was a part of multiple iterations of the thunder um, through rebuilds, through uh, uh, taking a chance with CP three and making the playoffs and then trading him for assets. So, um, and then they're right back winning again with a young team now. Um, so it's like, it just seemed like that's where they were headed. But it's, it was just a question of, were they going to do it right this instant? Or were they going to wait until maybe next year? 
um, you know, after the, you know, right before the 2024 deadline? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that they're going to try and move him. I, the, the next piece of information that's key that came out uh, came from Brian Windhorst, who said that they, if something was going to happen, it would happen in the next week before the draft. Now, to me, that just seems like a lot of different things to cover between now. I mean, even for a week, like it's not just you call a couple teams and you have 15 minute phone calls and you're like, oh, yeah, no, this works. That's fine. Like sometimes this kind of stuff takes weeks and months. So the fact that they're saying that if something was going to happen, it could happen next week. I mean, that's remarkably fast, in my opinion. So I don't know how you think. I don't know how realistic you think that is, but I mean, that would appear that um, maybe this is something that not only the Wizards, but the, the teams interested in him are, are pretty aggressive on trying to get done quick, I guess, so that everyone knows what they're going into the draft with as far as their personnel goes. Yeah, it's, it's always been kind of weird to me that the draft is before free agency. I wish they would switch the shit, but... See, I like uh, but, it like this. I like. I don't like how the NFL is. I don't like that. Yeah. See, I, I see. I, yeah. I wish. I wish it was free agency first, then the draft, because you know you would attack. You would attack your holes. You know, in free agency, and then in the draft, you playing with house money. You know, you can go BPA if you if you hit all your needs in free agency, or you could go need. However you want to do it, but it just it just kind of to me makes it a little. It you get a little bit more flexibility, I think. Whereas now. At this point, it kind of creates this frenzy, and maybe that's why the NBA keeps it like this because it's like this frenzy to like, hey, hey, I need picks, 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 picks before this draft come because I'm doing all this scouting work. So, so give me all these offers so I can get picks, and then I can go into the draft with with a loaded gun, you know. And um, it just creates this this almost kind of like frenzy before you even go into the into the free agency frenzy. So, um, but but yeah, I, I think. I think this staff now is kind of trying to get ahead of it because, like I said, they want picks. Uh, so they're they not looking at it, oh, we want to trade Brad for some players that fill these holes and all of that. They're trying to get picks. And this 2023 draft is one of the, the best classes over the last two decades. So, man, if you, can get, if you can get an extra pick or two in this class, that's a hell of a way to jumpstart your rebuild, retool, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, and, and let's get into some of the, the teams that, that we've officially heard mentioned in the reporting. And as of right now, as of what time is it? 4.26 on Thursday, there are four official teams that I have at least that have been mentioned or that I've seen mentioned um, that would be interested in acquiring Beal. And that would be the Bucks, the Heat, the Knicks, and the Kings. So those are the four that I've, officially seen from credible reporters before we go any further have you seen anything other than that because the other two that are popular are boston and philadelphia but all the reporting is saying that neither of those two are going to be interested yeah so uh, uh, hold on you you mentioned did you mention the kings too yes and, and i guess technically like we can kind of tie in maybe Portland and Charlotte, I guess, because the, it's rumored that the Wizards would like to get into the top three. But we can save that for the the yeah. latter part. But yeah, I have the the Bucks, the Heat, the Knicks, and the Kings. Bucks, Heat, Knicks, Kings. Yeah, those are the. Yeah, I would say those are the probably the four right now. Uh, I thought I, I thought I saw someone mention the Mavs too, uh, but I don't know if that that might be contingent upon what Kyrie does but but yeah with those four I mean it 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 it, it makes sense like just starting with the Kings like they're in a position now where you know they kind of they have some cap space I think they got about 30 mil in cap um so they're gonna have to to make it work they're gonna have to do some gymnastics to kind of get the salaries in there to do it uh without giving up anybody out of their core but you know they they lighten the beam, man. I think they see an opportunity, you know, a player like Bill coming available and they're not a free agent destination. Hey, let's get a guy in here that's a three-time All-Star and maybe we can go from a three-seed first-round exit to to a, 
two seed, you know, conference You know, if we add that type of score um, with Sabonis and Fox, and you know, it makes sense. They have a they they have a need at shooting guard. Like they don't have a star shooting guard. I mean, it's Fox at point guard, Sabonis at center, and outside of that, it's a bunch of nice pieces, but nobody that 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 really is a true difference maker. So um, it makes sense there. You got uh, the Bucks. I don't know how in the hell they're going to pull that off because they don't have no picks. They moved all of their stuff to get Drew Holiday. Um, so it, w- it would mean maybe Drew Holiday coming back to us. But I don't see why we would do that. <laughs> and, yeah, and again, like, they, they don't have any picks. So it's like, what, what are you doing? Like I, Swapping Bill for Drew Holiday, like it just, what are we doing? Um, it's like Russ and Wall. Like why? Like why? Yeah. Um, and then uh, 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 you got the 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 Knicks. The Knicks are very intriguing because they obviously have our pick for twenty twenty four right now, and mm. I would love to get that back. Um, mm. But but even the fact that we're rebuilding now, or at least we're headed in that direction. It doesn't feel as pressing as it was before when we were trying to like, you know, maybe make a move to try to trade for another star to get that pick back. Because it's like, if we're going to be bad anyway, that 2024 pick is protected. And if we're going to be a lottery team, top picking top 10 for the next two, three years, well, that pick may never even convey for the Knicks. So it's like, is that really as 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 important of an asset now? If we're going into kind of like rebuild, we're going to lose, you know, uh, fifty five games a season type situation. Like, I'm I'm kind of wondering with that because I'm like, um, you know, I like the idea of the Knicks because they have some some picks. And then they got quickly who I'm a fan of. So you could build something around like a package like that. I'd be with it. But uh, yeah, that, that protected pick, I, I don't know how, if it's as urgently valuable now as it was when we were trying to, you know, make all these uh, trades for a star or another piece to get us over. Um, and then right. the heat, I mean, that's a, the heat is just an obvious fit. It's been, it's been talked about for what, two, three years now. Um, more than that, maybe <laughs> more than that, right? Like how long we've been fighting off Heat fans on Twitter. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I mean that's an obvious fit. It's a, he's the exact type of player they need. Um, you know, a guy that you could just give the ball to and get the hell out the way. They can get a bucket. Um, and, and I like Jimmy Game, but uh, he's, he's n- Jimmy Buckets. We need to retire that name because he n- n- no. That man has so, no bad. <laughs> so let's start and we can kind of work our way, like maybe least desirable to most. So so let's just start with Milwaukee, right? So obviously we'd have to get back Chris Middleton and that uh, once he decides he's officially going to opt in, which it doesn't make any sense for him not to. He'll be at, I think, 40 mil um, on the dot, maybe a little bit over. But th- that right there, and then you throw in like Bochamp or something, and that's like your your base package because they don't have any young players they've drafted. Um, there's no other role players where it makes sense for us to bring over. So, and that doesn't take much anything away from Milwaukee's core because yeah, like you're you're losing Middleton, but you're getting Beal. Like I think most teams yeah. in the league, if not all of them, would sign up for that just based on like a pure talent skill standpoint. Right. Um, but I don't know exactly what Milwaukee's pick situation is. You said they don't have any, like, is that accurate or do they only have like one or two to give? Hey, I think the, the, the next pick that they're able to trade is 2029. Ouch. So, so we're talking about a package, maybe drew holiday in the 2029 pick. I'm not doing that. Like, do they have a pick been... this year? Uh, no. They don't. They're one of they're one of three teams, I believe, that don't have a draft pick this year. Um, Damn. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Did well, you mean a first round pick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a pick, but it's the 60th pick. Yeah, they don't have the first round pick this year. So, so there's not really a deal there to. I mean, it, it would have to be a three team deal, and like the Bucks would have to be sending role players to another team to get those draft picks that would then be rerouted to us. And at, at the end of the day, it's like. Okay, how much better are you actually getting by doing that? So, I I don't think that that's very realistic. Now, now again, th- these are reports that come up from agents. Or and look, if you're a team and you have a winning window, of course you're going to look into it, right? Just to see, okay, because if they could get away with um, Chris Middleton and, and that 2029 pick, well, then of course that Milwaukee's going to do it. I mean, but you, you, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, the worst that you're going to get told is no. So overall, I would say that that's probably not going to happen. But it is interesting that, that their name was brought up for sure, because if they did have draft picks to give, I would consider that, you know, Middleton expiring, you know, Bochamp, but, um, you know, get a couple draft picks in there. I mean, that's, that's kind of the same tier package that everyone else is offering or that is that allegedly maybe you'd be able to get at this point. But as of right now, yeah, seems yeah, maybe like that. 5% chance. So uh, yeah, I would put it lower than that. Cause I don't even think bill would even want to go to Milwaukee. Um, but I could see it cause they were just in the finals. I could see it. And again, it's like in the East, the best team was Miami and they are dreadful offensively. They were dreadful. So yeah, I mean, because it's, it's a small market, and, and I don't know. I just, I kind of, I kind of buy the stuff about you know Giannis kind of one foot in, one foot out. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't even know if Giannis gonna be there in another by the time Bill contract up. Honestly, because yeah. um, that team is that team is age, and that and they probably know that, which is why they interested in Bills in the first place. So you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I would. If I was Bill, I don't know if that would be a situation I would be banking on to finish my career at. Um, also, like know, I, I, before we get on to the other three teams, I think one of the the things too that has come out in the reporting, and we, you know, I mean, everyone says Bradley Beal has a no trade clause. He has a no trade clause. He has a no trade. Like, oh, really? Hey, hey, guys, does Bradley Beal have a no trade clause? Oh, I wonder if he does. And it's like, yeah, okay, we get it, but I wonder how far he'd go and to the extent of trying to be difficult and not making a deal happen. Or maybe he'll go to Winger and Dawkins and say, you know, hey, look, um, I've been here for a long time. I know you guys are a new front office, and I've been with this franchise for a long time. I love it. I don't want to bone you. So you guys find the offer that you think is suitable, um, as long as it's, you know, to to one of the teams I want to go to here are my teams. And as long as you guys can find something, the best one out of the group, I will not object and we can move forward. I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere, you know, meeting in the middle with that. But if I had to guess, I, w- I would have to imagine it would be more towards the, the latter. You know, maybe it's not going to be completely, yep, do whatever you want and I'll sign off on it. But maybe it's, yeah, okay, here's my teams. And if there's a small tweak or something where I feel like the other team is giving up too much, because obviously I don't want to bone the team I'm going to. Um, but generally speaking, you know, I I don't see Beal being that type of guy to give the Wizards a, a problem in getting a deal done. Because then if I'm Michael Winger, I'm like, fine, then I'm holding on to you and you can suffer. Hallelujah. Oh, right. <laughs> right, for sure. Um, next team, let's see. Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Sacramento deal would have to be a multi-team deal. Uh, if it was done this past year, we maybe could have gotten away with Harrison Barnes in the deal, but Harrison Barnes is an unrestricted free agent, and I don't like the idea of being forced to, to pay someone in order to get a deal done. I mean, they Kevin Herter, Rashawn Holmes, contracts that I think would have to be included in order for that deal to happen, but that's obviously, I mean, you add Kevin Herter's at what, like 15 mil, Rashawn Holmes is at like 12 or 13. So that's like 27, 28. That's, you know, Beal's going to be at what this year? 46. So it's, you know, not close. But if you did, 
add Harrison Barnes into that, you could probably get that done. But I don't like the idea of having to pay Harrison Barnes just to get a deal done because then you're locking Harrison Barnes in for what, like a minimum probably two-year deal. And it's like, eh, why am I going to do that? So I think that it would have to be a multi-team deal. And I think it goes without being said that, you know, Keegan Murray would not be a part of that deal. Sacramento would want to hold on to him in that scenario. And Davion Mitchell's a nice player, but he's kind of like Denny in the sense that he can only do one or two things. And it's like, I am not sure I want to pay that person once the contract is up. So for me, that's a pass right there. Um, But I mean, you know, again, like how we were talking, you were talking about Sacramento earlier, like for a a fit standpoint for that, I think that'd be a a great piece. You know, Bradley Beal at his best where he can have a backseat. Well, you know, just not the first option um, was when he was playing with John Wall and Wall and Fox are are different, but the the base of their player and what they like to do is still kind of the same in a sense. And then we know that Beal was trying to get Sabonis um, the year they ended up getting Porzingis instead. So we know that Beal has also expressed interest in wanting to play them with the modest Sabonis. So it's a, a natural fit there. It would be a great fit, but I'm just not sure what, it would, again, it would have to be a multi-team deal in order to get that done. Yeah, they, they don't even have the salaries to, to, to salary match. So, yeah, it would, they would have to do some gymnastics to get it done. But I, I do like the fit there, you know, if he wants to be in Cali. I mean, that's a natural fit. And they got the money to, to do it. So um, they just got to find the contracts to match um, and, and the compensation. But, yeah, I, I like the idea of that. It kind of reminds me of uh, – I was kind of thinking about it. Like, it kind of reminds me when um, – when Russell Westbrook got Paul George. Um, and then Paul George was like, you know, 28 a game, top five in the MVP, and they were just running teams. Um, but but with the King case, like you would have some bonus on top of that. So uh, you know, I think I think that would benefit everybody because they kind of need that, they need that half court score. Um, cause I cause I like Fox as a as a transition guy. Um, as a playmaker, but I, I'm not sure about him as like being my leading scorer. Like I don't know that right. that's his. I don't know that that's his. You know his calling card. Like I would rather him, you know, attacking the paint, trying to facilitate, um, pushing the pace. But I don't want him. I don't want him trying to go get thirty every night. Yeah, and the the Kings do not have that high of a first round pick this year. It's the twenty fourth pick, but. Who knows, maybe you package that and pick number 42 and you can get up into the late teens or uh, mid to late teens, something like that. And then all of a sudden you have two decent draft picks that Will Dawkins can work with this year. So, um, you know, it's not the worst. Again, it's more of just where is the extra money coming from and are we going to be the team that has to take that on um, sort of thing? Because, again, like, you know, it, it makes sense for Sacramento to do that from a fit standpoint, but it has to be a multi-team deal because, again, they they literally just realistically don't have the money to to give back to us in order to meet the salary match requirements under the CBA. So, but but it, but it would be fun for sure. And, and I'm in a group chat on Twitter with um, a bunch of Kings fans, and uh, you know, as much as they may get on my nerves, they're they're still fun guys, and I know that they're very excited that they're. Um, team is finally good, so I, I would like to see Brad in a in a Kings uniform. And something that we haven't really touched on, but you know, we we've talked for a while now, and it's like all the teams that have been interested in Beal for a while now are like Eastern Conference teams, and this is like the one team that's in the West. So it's like if the Wizards care about that kind of thing, then you know, mm-hmm. and push them out to the Western Conference yeah, game. Well, you don't have to worry about. Go, so. Yeah, I, I do think is is interesting, like. Um, kind of, kind of sidetrack, but but still on, on this topic with the Kings, like they have cap space, but it's like it's not enough to actually. They have like a good amount of cap space, I think like thirty some million, but it's not enough to go like get a free agent outright. But then yeah. it's like, but they have the cap space because they don't have any real contracts under their books outside of Fox Herder and and Sabonis. So it's like they can't trade for the star either. Um, and, I, and I was listening to I was listening to Winger on the Waj pod and he was talking about Waj basically was like, you know, it's no more 
star free agency anymore. Like it's now it's a transfer portal where now to get a star, you have to trade for them. So it's like, is the cap space really like this valuable thing anymore? Or is it now, is it more valuable to have good contracts that you can then go trade for a star? Because these stars now are signing these super max deals to stay with their team with the idea that like, Hey, if it, if it go bad, they can just trade me. They're not going into free agency. Right. Cause I, I think like he was saying, you know, I mean, I, I tried to remember too, when I heard him say it, but I, you know, the last time that there was a big free agent out there that was like truly available was uh, Kawhi Leonard Kawhi. and you know, they ended up getting him. So it's, you know, yeah. Um, Next on the list, the New York Knicks. Obviously, this is a team that would have the most draft capital to give out. Um, obviously, our draft pick, which, again, I'm not really that concerned about at this point. But if it's something the Wizards care about, it's another trade asset, you know, whatever. Um, but draft picks in general, they have the most. Now, I don't know what they would want to give back. Right now, their starting lineup is Brunson. Um, who's number six? I forget. The young guy. Oh, Barrett? No, not Barrett. Um, quickly? No, not quickly either. Obi Toppin? No. This is why it's bothering me because he starts and I can't remember. Hold on a minute. This is going to bother me. Rhymes? No. <laughs> what was you talking about? <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking at it right now. It's going to bother me when I see it. You're talking about the little Quentin dog? Grimes. Quentin Grimes. Yeah, what was I saying? I said Grimes, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, their starting lineup right now is Brunson, Grimes, Barrett, Randall, and I believe Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. So, I, I'm i not sure if they'd want to give us back Barrett. Personally, as, as a Wizards fan, yeah. pass on that. I'm good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair, out of all those guys, the only one I'd want back is Brunson. And we know that that's not happening because Brunson is, like, one of the best guards in the league right now. Yes. So you're talking about Barrett, Randall, Mitchell Robinson, Derrick Rose, a combination of those guys, two or three of them, and that's the foundation of a trade. Holy gross. That would be awful. But if they're giving the draft compensation, you know, to, to help compensate in part because we're taking back so many of those bad contracts, it's I can get past that, you know. Um, and I do like Mitchell Robinson more as a player than Daniel Gafford, if that's something that the, the Wizards give a shit about. Now, he just can't stay on the floor, and sometimes Robinson can be a little bit lazy. But, you know, I mean, none of these pieces that we're getting back ideally are going to be pillars. But it makes me even wonder, like, okay, even if the Knicks give up Barrett, how much better – like, yeah, Bradley Beal's better than Barrett, but it's like how much better are you actually getting – if you give up Julius Randle, like, I don't know. But but if you play Beal and Randall together, does that even work? I, I don't know what a package would look like from the Knicks. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that it would be Mitchell Robinson, Derrick Rose in the deal for sure. Um, outside of that, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I feel like that that package from them would be kind of the ancillary pieces around Brunson, RJ, and uh, Randall. Like I think they would definitely be trying to offload Evan Fournier. Oh sure, um, yeah, Evan Porter. I forgot yeah, about that. Yes, he would be yeah. in the deal, of course. Yeah. So he would he would probably be in the deal. You probably throw in quickly, um, because you're gonna have to get ready to pay him in a little bit. So I, so I think yeah, I think it would be like a Fournier quickly, maybe some other salary filler, maybe Mitchell Robinson, um, because he's had some some back and forth with the coaching staff as far as his role for whatever reason he think he. He Tim Duncan or something like he should be featured on offense. I don't understand it, uh, but but yeah, I, I I could see something like that, and then you know, then the, and then you you just negotiate the pick compensation. Um, but I, I like the fit there too. Like I think they have yeah. a nucleus of 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 defenders, playmaking um, that fits around Bill's skill set. Um, yeah, and you just kind of I mean, man, trying to stop Brunson and Bill. Backcourt, oh my god, like that's 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 a oof. You're gonna be up the night before trying trying to trying to think about how you're gonna stop them two coming at you. So, um, 
I like it. It's just a matter of does Bill like it? Right. And and I think what and this is going to like either annoy a, a lot of fans or whatever, but like how we were talking, there isn't exactly like an exact trade package there because there are so many different ways that deal could get done, but that actually probably works in the favor of being able to get a deal done. The fact that it can be done so many different ways. And the fact that if this is the team that would probably offer, offer the most draft compensation in a deal. Um, but moving on to the last and final team here, the Miami heat and you know, I, everyone has different opinions on this heat deal and what we would get back. I am assuming it would be Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and two draft picks. That's what and, – and if they want to throw in Nikola um, Jovic out of the, the kindness of their heart, whatever, um, I don't see that as being a deal-breaker in a deal or not. But um, that's kind of what I think. Now, I know some people want Kyle Lowry – I think the Heat are going to want to keep Kyle Lowry in that scenario. They can probably extend him during the season on a cheaper deal, or if he expires, well, there you go. Um, I don't think they're going to want Duncan Robinson because they're going to have to pay to keep Max Struess. And it's like, do you want two people who can't defend and can't rebound like those guys? Like To me, you could only afford to have one. I'm, I'm surprised the Heat made it as far as they did this year. But I think that this would be Bradley Beal's most – preferred destination mm-hmm. for a number of reasons but it's obviously like not the the most favorable like again if we're talking about getting draft capital the Knicks are the number one but from a a league like hype standpoint I think Miami and, and again just based preferred on where like he would like to go um, I think that this makes the most sense yeah man I mean it's it's Miami it's South Beach man like no state income tax. You already got your bag. You get to go down to Miami now and, and join a team that was just in the finals. Like, I know he's looking at that situation and like, man, you brought me in there. You ain't got to rely and on Caleb yeah. and Gabe Vincent. Like, it's me as the, as the, as the, I, and I honestly think he would lead them in scoring. Like, I don't, I don't think yeah, it would be sure. Jimmy Butler's team because and he's, he's a two way guy. But I think that's a situation where Bradley Beal would average 25-plus a game, and you would slot Jimmy as that second option, Bam as that third option, and them boys would be competing for championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that was – you know, we, we talked about it all the time on Twitter and stuff and listening to what credential media personnel has to say, but – and even just watching, like, you can tell that their offense was just atrocious. They just didn't have enough people that could go out there and score. And yeah. if I'm Miami, I'm looking at it like, yeah, we need people to score, but we got there basically without Tyler Hero. So to me, he can go. And then again, it's like Duncan Robinson or Max Struess essentially. And it's like, well, you can have Duncan Robinson. I've already paid him. And I know that I'm probably not going to have to pay as much to, to keep Max Struess. And they'll still probably be able to bring back Gabe Vincent in that scenario. Um, they'll have Kyle Lowry. So you're talking about a starting five there of what? Lowry or Vincent, um, Beal, Jimmy, uh, Martin, and Bam. And then off the bench, you still have um, either Vincent or Lowry, Max Strews, um, Haywood Highsmith, some other whoever they decide to go after in free agency. Like, that's not a bad team. Like again, that's probably projected going into the season. That's probably the, the favorite in the East again. You know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They they would be. Yeah, because essentially they would be swapping. You know, they're kind of they're kind of paying three guys, three or four guys to kind of do what Bradley Beal does. So like you got you got Tyler Hero, kind of like this combo guard shooter score, but not an elite one. And then you got Max Struess. A shooter, and you got uh, uh, Caleb Martin, kind of another, you know, swing shooter, microwave score, right? So instead of kind of relying on them to kind of be carry these scoring loads for you, and you don't know what you're going to get every night, well, now you kind of swap some of that out and you get Bradley Beal, a guy you know is going to get you 25 a night, like, and he's going to do it in the flow of the offense and not um, hog the ball or, or you know, uh, uh, demand the ball a lot so 
Yeah, I, I think you do that. Did you kind of you kind of slot them as a legitimate finals con- con- uh, contender because prior to that it was kind of like yeah we like the Heat because of their culture and they got elite coaching and Jimmy Jimmy buckets but I still don't really trust their talent after Bam out of bio. Well now if you insert Bill, it ain't no more excuses now. Now that's a team I expect to go to go to the conference finals and finals you know, every year and compete. Uh, final predictions before we get into some small stuff here to close out the show. Do you think that Bradley Beal will be traded um, by draft night? By or on draft night? By that time? By the time the draft is over, will Bradley Beal have a new home, yes or no? I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. I think it happens, man. If you had asked awesome. me this last week, though, I would have said no. But I think I think it's just too much smoke, and I think this staff wants to get an extra first round pick in this coming draft. I mean, you you have to consider that. I mean, especially like that Miami pick, for example, pick eighteen. You can do some damage at eighteen, or again, Whoa. you can package that in some players or that in that second round pick and move up a little bit. I mean, you know, you can be cooking there. So I think that's going to be very important. And out of all the teams that we've talked about, Miami has the highest first-round pick this year. So, you know, that that may be the thing that puts it over the top for Will Dawkins and company. Um, but, but, you know, draft talk either way, it'll be very exciting to see the type of player that Will Dawkins decides to, to go with this year. Uh, I, I talked about it the other day, and if you listen to Off the Bench with – Chris Miller, he had Michael Winger on. Um, it didn't really seem like Michael Winger knew that much about the the draft prospects. He was like, I'm pretty much just getting into it now. And it's like, bro, it's, it's June. Um, so pretty sure that these draft picks are going to be Will Dawkins' picks. And, um, you know, Travis Schlenka, I'm sure, has a, a say in that as well. So, um, But either way, very excited. Has your mind shifted on – Anyone that maybe like it, like give me your, your top three right now in a perfect world that, that you would take at eight if they were on the board. You say give me the top three if they did eight? Yeah, like anyone that could realistically be there at eight, like a Sore Thompson, Anthony Black, um, Kulabali, like whoever. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go, well, I mean, just based on my board, I'm going to go hypothetically speaking, if he's there, I would go Osser. Um, and if he's gone, then I'm going to Black. And if he's gone, I'm going to uh, Bilal Colaby. Kal- All right. Yeah, I think that's a fair three to keep it at. Um, I think that would probably be my three as well. I'd maybe, uh, I'd maybe have Anthony Black first, but uh, th- th- those same three or the same three that I was thinking of as well. Well, we we forgot to talk about this though. The um the the idea that the, the Wizards would like to move into the top three. So mm-hmm. there was a tweet that came out right that you know Wizards would like to move into the top three, and it's like okay, Charlotte. Why on God's green earth would he want to go to Charlotte? Or and then like the, if they were going to take Brandon Miller, I guess right like. I guess it just depends on what you think about him long term. Like, do you think that Brandon Miller is going to give you more value than what Bradley Beal can give you right now on a team and a conference that is essentially, you know, maybe not wide open if you're the Hornets, right? But you could be a competitive team if you got Bradley Beal and he was healthy. But I don't know. I probably wouldn't do that if I was Charlotte. But at some point, it's like, you know, you like we talk about with some of these younger teams, at some point, you got to try getting some veterans on the team. I'm just not yeah. sure that I want to use the number two pick to do that, especially if I don't have like another elite, elite player and the team really isn't that great around him. Like Portland at number three is different because you have Lillard, you have Jeremy Grant. Um, it makes a little bit more sense for them, especially when you consider that like their timeline is different than Charlotte's, right? So, like, Portland is more, I'm trying to win now. Charlotte's like, well, we could win now, but we also have the number two pick. So, um, I don't know if that's going to happen either. 
I think that if the the trade for the third pick was going to happen, it would have to involve Boston in some facet. Yeah. But um, yeah, or 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 you get such a haul for Beal, and then you take those assets, and then you try to offer them up to get into that top three. But I just don't, I don't see, I just don't view that as likely, man. Um, uh, you know, if anything, you know, it'll be. Like I'm, I'm seeing this stuff on Zion, man. I could, I could see a situation where Charlotte really thinks about, all right, moving number two for Zion. Like that's a Jordan brand athlete. Oh God! Um, I mean, that would be, I mean, that would be. They be the number one team on NBA TV. I could tell you that right now because it would be Lob City, boy. Um, yeah. I man, get Michael Jordan out of there if that happens. Get him out of there. <laughs> Jeez, that'd be terrible. I mean, isn't it the Michael Jordan move though? It is isn't that the Michael like, Jordan move? Okay, get him out. <laughs> you can't get him out. He owned the team. <laughs> but then it's like if you're if you're the Pelicans, how much else are you having to give up in that deal? Nah, you. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the Pelicans. The Pelicans are just giving up Zion. But the Charlotte Hornets got to match the salary because he on that max contract. So they probably got to sign a max. Yeah, he made all. I thought he made all NBA. Yeah, he on a max. Uh, let me see contract real quick. Oh yeah, damn. I'm pretty sure he make about two hundred mil. That's why he out here balling with the Pino stars, man. That's why he got that bag. That bag is secured. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it kicks he, in this he, year. He, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. P-level talent, though, man. Like, you just got to get him right with his, with his weight and his work habit. But if you get that shit right, you're talking about a Giannis-level talent, in my opinion. I mean, I guess, like, if, if the choice is Brandon Miller or Zion, it's like, eh, well. Oh, it's Zion, Zion. 10 out of 10. It's Zion. Yeah. It ain't even close. If, right. it's Zion, if it's Zion or Scoop, it's Zion, and it ain't even close. Like, Zion is generational, man. He's generational, but he got to he gotta get his shit together. Yeah. Either way, the, the Wizards mm-hmm. getting into the top three probably – very unlikely. I think that would be more unlikely than Bradley Beal going to Milwaukee. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more likely they get an extra. I think it's more likely they get an extra pick. But I, I don't see them getting into the top three. Nah. Yeah. I mean, again, like I think that that Miami deal. I'm hoping they can quickly come to terms on something and have that materialize before the draft because if we can get our hands on number 18 give us a little something else to work with on draft night i think that'd be in the wizards best interest because obviously that made game plan how you approach some of the other role players right like denny gafford um because to be honest again like in a rebuild if we decide to blow up the roster then that becomes there is not one player i'm really interested in keeping like Yo, anyone can go. Oh, yeah, man. We have not one pillar. <laughs> not one. Like literally the person who has the most value is probably Johnny Davis. Yeah, we, we hoping we draft a pillar at number eight. Because I ain't one on the team. Yeah. We got, we, we got a bunch of seventh, seventh eighth men. So, um, yeah. Uh, move accordingly, man. Move accordingly. Um. Anything else you want to cover? Uh, uh, Wizards news, I guess. Um, Pat Delaney, Wizards assistant coach, is joining the uh, – I don't know how to pronounce the, the Raptors' new coach's last name. I haven't looked at it enough times. But he's joining that staff. So the Wizards have now lost um, Ryan Rickman. Um, they fired Alex McLean and Dean Oliver. And now they lost Mike Williams, the, the, the go-go head coach, and Pat Delaney. So that's now a, a lot of coaching changes for the Wizards this offseason. And from what I've seen, they haven't really hired anyone. So um, I don't know what their plan is going to be there, um, but uh, a, a lot of changes 
for the for the coaching staff there. For sure. Um, I mean, and it's needed. I, I think I think West needs a little bit more support going into a pivotal year three. I, I you know it can't hurt. I'm wondering if they're going to try and bring in a guy or a gal from another organization that they can envision taking over um, as head coach if they fire West like 20 games into the season or something like that. So, mm-hmm. mm, damn, I, I don't know. From the stuff they said, it seemed like they believe in West, man, but you just never know. Like, they're not showing their hand, really, so. You never know, but that would be wild if they say they believe in West and then they bring in his replacement to work under him for a season. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I I ask you this though, um, kind of on the on the bill front, in a trade, would you rather have Kyle Lowry twenty nine million for a season or Tyler Hero's twenty seven million for four seasons? I would rather have Kyle Lowry's for one, but I also think that Miami would rather have Kyle Lowry's for one. So to me, that's kind of where yeah. I try to like be realistic with. I mean, you know, they may not though. Like, if if they view it as okay, Lowry expires. Well, after that, I still don't have enough money to sign anyone. And it's like, are we going to be able to sign anyone or trade for anyone better than Tyler Hero? You know, that's a conversation that Miami has has to have, but I still think at the end of the day, they'd probably rather have Lowry. Because you can ship Lowry at the deadline to bring on some salary. So it's like, yeah. Or just, or just let him expire, and then you use that money to re-sign, you know. Uh, well, shoot, they got to re-sign. They're Vincent? re-signing. Oh, they got to re-sign Vincent now. They got to re-sign Vincent and Struess this season. Yep. So. Yep. This will be their off-season of spending, and then they're going to be kind of locked into whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, if if your window is now, I mean, Jimmy Butler is what thirty-three, about to be thirty-four. I mean, if your window now, why not try to keep Tyler Hero and have him as their sixth man? Um, and you know, you got Beal as the starter. Uh. And you just re-sign Vincent as your, you know, starting point guard. Yeah, again, it's like, you know, you, you trade for Lowry, you could buy him out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, yeah or yeah. You know, just several things that you could do with him at that point. So, okay, I, I would rather have Kyle Lowry, but, I mean, I don't know um, how Miami would, would feel about that. I, I feel like we'd have to ask a lot of Heat reporters. But I feel like all the stuff I've seen, I mean, there was a Heat reporter that – came out with an article earlier and he kept bringing up Tyler hero. So now from the wizards, I'm, I'm just not sure like if I want that, but I mean, it'd be entertaining a little bit, you know? I mean, I guess, I don't know. He's not like, <laughs> yeah, it's that. like, I, I mean, he's I still good though. Yeah. Yeah. He can, he can play. I just, I wouldn't mind it. I just wouldn't do, I wouldn't do the move with the idea that Tyler Hero is going to be my future building block. like Even though like he'd be the best player this year. like uh, Everything would be Tyler Hero. Like, he'd be the best player on the team for sure. Yeah, but it's like, it's like all right, we, we showcasing you, but we're not, I'm not building my team around Tyler Hero. Hell to the fucking no. Like, I'm, I'm trading for you because I think you, you have some value, and then maybe at some point we can recoup on that, you know, send you somewhere else. Or you could be a part of a big trade if, if say we draft a couple guys that are, are really that dude, them dudes, and then maybe you're the piece that can get us, you know, another another guy back, like something like that. But I'm not looking at Tyler Hero as like a core building block, so I just don't like the idea of having to take Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. And look, look, like, look, right? Like we get Tyler Hero, then you go to Dallas and you say, hey, look. We know that you're not taking a player at 10. So how about we just we'll give you Tyler Hero. You can have the, the best dynamic duo of white boys of all time and give us number 10. We'll take Tim Hardaway Jr. and whatever else. And then you guys – like, again, you can always reflip him. So, I mean, his contract isn't, like, untradeable. And given that, again, if, if we acquire him, you know, I mean, even, even with KP, you know, good chance he ends up being the, the leading scorer on the team. And we'll have some decent stats. So that's a player that you can reflip at the deadline as well. So Yeah, for sure. But I definitely think that I I think the highest odds is Miami. 
but I don't think that a deal will get done by next week. I still think it's going to take some time and maybe even leading into the season. But again, I would love for it to be done um, by next week because I think that leaves it the cleanest for both teams. We don't know how. Uh, sorry if you cut out. My uncle was calling me. Um, we um, don't know how how stubborn Beal's going to be with the um, with the no trade clause. We don't know exactly how eager both these sides would be in getting something done. So, I mean, again, it, it just it kind of depends on a few different things. But I, I would love for it to be done by next week. I just think that these kind of things take time. And if the Wizards want to do their due diligence and, and contact the, the teams and try to work something out, talk to the agents, um, I feel like that's going to take longer than just a couple weeks to get done. So, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can see it either way. Um, but I'll I, I tell you what, it's, it's, it's an exciting time, man. I, I can't wait for this this draft to get here, man. I just hope we get to this draft and we just got some, some type of extra picks, man, because I'm a big fan of this group coming in. Yeah, and, and we'll have more clarity by then, too. Like, we'll actually know if um, Porzingis is going to opt in or not. We'll seriously know by then if Kuzma is going to consider coming back and re-signing with us or not. So, um, fun times on the horizon. And really quick, drop what is going on next week for the, for the draft, because I know that you will be doing a live stream. So, just share that here for the people that may not listen to um, Believe in Wizards. Yeah, for sure. So, so shout out Matt. Uh, you know, shout out to the Believe in Wizards podcast. But yeah, we'll be we'll be linking up uh, myself, Matt, and I believe uh, uh, Kevin Broom on the So Wizards pot off the So Wizards podcast and doing kind of live draft uh, on, on draft day and kind of going through going through all the picks, man. Um, you obviously hear our thoughts and uh, collective. Uh, uh, knowledge on on who we think which way we think the wizard should go and when we get to that point so it should it should be fun man and it's also uh you know opportunity for fans and and whoever to you know to donate to a good cause i don't have the the link right in front of me but if you go to to matt's page matt madonna's page or believe uh podcast page i believe all the information is up on there all right well i want to thank you guys for listening to another episode if you're not already subscribed, please make sure that you are. Rate us five stars. Leave us a kind review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.